You're listening to episode 40 of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach, the host and producer of this podcast, as well as Widowcast and This Is Us podcast. I'm also the best-selling author of the book Widowed. But this podcast is about permanent weight loss through overcoming that urge to overeat. It's an entirely different conversation about weight loss than you've probably ever had before. And it works. It works for weight loss and for your life. Hello, listeners. Hey, it's almost September. Probably by the time you're listening to this, it will be. I can't believe it. It's suddenly cooled off in the Northeast. Yesterday, I was posting on Facebook, whining about having to put a sweater on. (laughs) So today, I want to talk to you about feeling ridiculous. I love this. I love it when my students, my clients, bring up stuff that I need to learn more about for myself, too. Um, You know, I was in the doctor's office yesterday because my blood pressure had a sudden drop. I, I knew it was not dangerously low, but for me, I also know that any sudden drop in blood pressure can signal other things going wrong. And it can be dangerous for someone with normally higher blood pressure to have it just drop down 20 points. So I knew the sensible thing to do was to check in with my doctor, right? So I go to the doctor's office about this. And first the nurse comes who puts me in the room and checks my blood pressure. My blood pressure, now normally, even on blood pressure medication, My blood pressure stays around 135, 138, over 84, sometimes 88, okay? And suddenly my blood pressure, instead of 135, 138, was 112, and then went down as low as 102 within like a day. It was 102 over 70, So that freaked me out. That's a substantial, dangerous drop to happen so quickly. So anyway, the nurse puts me in the room and she checks my blood pressure. And for her, I think it was like 120 over 74, which was still quite a drop from my normal. And she rolls her eyes and says, he's just going to say it's normal. It's It's good BP, right? And I jokingly say to her, well, I'll just need to smack him around then, (laughs) right? In jest. And she chuckles and says, you can always call on me to help with that. (laughs) Okay, we'll both smack him around. My jest was because I was feeling a little ridiculous now for coming in for a blood pressure that would be considered normal. Even though my own medical knowledge and background tells me a sudden drop like that is not good. It can indicate other things going wrong. So I hang out. The doctor comes in and begins to ask stupid questions. Seriously, you guys. He's saying um, things about, you know how athletes push themselves hard at the gym and they hit the bonk? It's because their body runs out of glycogen, which is sugar stored in the liver. It's like the sugar your body uses first. And he thinks I'm feeling poorly because maybe my blood sugar is dropping into the hypoglycemic range. 
was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm feeling kind of dizzy and crappy this morning because my blood pressure dropped from 138 to 102. We go on with more ridiculous conversations. And, you know, I've always been on a very benign antidiuretic which is like a water pill because my blood pressure tends to run high. I've been on that pill for years and the pill has zero side effects for me. Uh, but then after Jim died, um, I was suddenly getting runs of insanely high heart rhythm. It turns out that broken heart syndrome is a real thing. So to help counteract my heart trying to beat out of my chest, my doctor put me on another blood pressure medication. And my thoughts now were that I need to reduce that dose on that blood pressure medication. I, I've recently dropped another 10 pounds working with my, with my class to stop overeating because there's nothing I'm going to ask them to do that I'm not doing myself and it's working for all of us. So besides that, the blood pressure medication tends to wreak havoc with my stomach. So I thought, hey, look, I've dropped 10 pounds. That may be bringing my blood pressure down too. It's been almost three years since Jim died. Maybe this whole broken heart syndrome thing is starting to calm down. But no, the, my doctor wants me to cut the water pill in half. Seriously, I feel ridiculous trying to argue this with a physician that I think we should cut my blood pressure medication that upsets my stomach, by the way, at this high dose, in half. Not the water pill that I've been on for years. I feel ridiculous even being there. Now it's starting to feel like a little kid whining about nothing wrong. Yet in hindsight, we always get this in hindsight, right, you guys? I realized I was not ridiculous. And probably my doctor should have actually examined me while I was there instead of pulling silly rabbits out of his hat. But that's beside the point. I didn't demand he look further because I was feeling ridiculous. It kept me from insisting he actually investigate the suddenness of the blood pressure drop. Right? I did this a few weeks back. I had a dentist drilling a a tooth for a crown with the drill that was apparently mal malfunctioning. I stopped him several times complaining that it seemed the drill was getting hot and he dismissed the idea and I felt ridiculous. So as a result of feeling ridiculous, I trusted that the dentist knew more than I did. I was just being ridiculous, right? And I left the office with severe burns all along the inside of my cheek. It was, my face was in tremendous pain for a couple weeks. My face was swollen for two weeks. When do I actually learn about feeling ridiculous and what it holds me back from and what it costs me because I feel ridiculous and I don't speak up? I'm a woman who's learned to face down fear and do things anyway. I have put myself out there over and over again in my business. 
I was terrified to try to do a podcast and send it out into the world where strangers were going to come listen to me, for God's sakes. Then, get this, I wrote a book that went out into the world for anyone else who could just pick it up and read my innermost thoughts. Cripes. Yeah, that's facing down fear. Yet, ridiculous holds me back. I terrify myself over some of the things that I try to create and do with this business, yet I do it anyway. It's like, okay, fear, I know that fear is going to show up because I'm trying to do something new, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. But if I feel ridiculous, I don't speak up for myself. What is that? When I'm teaching my clients, they often present me with exactly what I need to hear. And I love that. It's one of the most rewarding things as a coach. I've been doing this stop overeating class. We're having a ball in there, by the way. I'm teaching stuff that just flies in the face of what we've all been told for decades. Eat less, move more is a lie, a big fat lie. (laughs) But I won't go into that right now because I want to talk to you about how ridiculous feels. So I'm teaching my clients. I'm teaching a lot of things that are new to them. Things like eating fat with your meals, don't eat breakfast. And trust me, this is all based on science and studies, much like the one I talk about on this podcast a while back. Once they get their protocol going and it's working, they're losing weight, they're finding it's not difficult to do, except for one thing. Their life dramas start to come up. When you take away the comfort food, the entertainment food, the buffering out your life food, then all the other reasons you were feeling compelled to overeat begin to show up. It's emotional work. It is the work. These are the areas of life that need to be fixed. Sometimes we see something that's been driving us to overeat, to snack, to seek joy in food, and we think, that's it? It's so obvious. It's so easy. Like it's not a 20-foot tall monster. I mean, sometimes it could be a 20-foot tall monster, But most often it's something that seems insignificant, like a normal blood pressure that's not so normal for us. And we feel ridiculous. This is where I see my students have been for the past week or so. Issues that they probably felt were non-issues for years suddenly feel overwhelming or are just starting to rise up. And it's because they've been buffering out those little issues for all these years by overeating, by enjoying food, using food to keep themselves entertained so they don't have to think about these things, right? I spend time in our live class each week coaching and I offer to coach. I say, does anyone have anything that they want to be coached on? Anything bothering you? What are your thoughts this week? No one speaks up immediately. Why? They feel ridiculous. I'm sure they feel they do not want to hog the call because they will feel ridiculous. 
okay? In their defense, you guys, even in a small intimate group, it takes a bit to feel comfortable with everyone and reveal yourself. But this is where we're going to be doing the good work, the permanent weight loss work. And one person being coached on an issue is helping everyone in the class because we all identify with each other. And the truth is, this is why they bought the class. They want to drop weight and they want it to be the last damn time. <laughs> okay? They don't want to feel like they're obsessing over dieting all the time, obsessing over food, obsessing over clothing. You know that cycle. A student once emailed me about what she thinks she has been buffering with food. And she said she feels ridiculous even talking about it. And that journaling her thoughts and stuff feels like self-help woo-woo, <laughs> right? She feels ridiculous doing it. So this was my answer to her and to myself. Remember me, the one with the burned cheek because I felt ridiculous? I owe this client. She brought out the good stuff, the deep stuff. I wrote and told her, you keep feeling ridiculous because just like me, you're thinking, I'm a very intelligent woman and I should be able to figure this stuff out on my own. I know, I fall into that trap. It's the trap of I should just know this and not need the building blocks in the corner. And yeah, self-help that gets too far into the woo-woo makes me cringe. But then and entered the coaching model and the tools I use that are scientific and provable. And that's when I got excited by it all. So hang with me and I promise to not cross completely over into the woo. Journaling can feel trite at first, right? But it, the more information you start tracking for yourself, the more value you see in it. I can look back at what was happening with me weeks and weeks ago and I begin to understand my own patterns. Besides journaling thoughts, I note what I eat, sometimes even when I eat it. I note emotions with my eating and my food journal. I have a thought journal. I have a food journal. Sometimes my food journal at dinner says something like, and a handful of nuts, damn it, <laughs> because I didn't really plan on eating a handful of nuts, but I just needed something more with my dinner. Recently in that food journal, I've started noting my blood pressure and even a couple of blood sugar readings because I've had the issues with my blood pressure dropping down. Journaling our thoughts in a thought journal, journaling our food in a food journal, it's all ways to keep us conscious of what we're doing. Otherwise, we do drop into an unconscious place of just reacting to thoughts we're not even noticing. Journaling our thoughts is critical. No question, it can feel like self-help and woo, but it's the inner workings of your brain that you're looking at. When you become conscious of the sentences your brain is playing for you, you can begin to see what it is telling you to do and why. 
your brain has been telling you to overeat. It's been telling you to snack. Maybe it's telling you you need cookies. As soon as you can see why it tells you these things, you can call your brain out on it. You're like, hey, brain, I know you're trying to protect me here, but honest to God, we do not need cookies right now. We do not need this snack before dinner. Because you get to choose the thoughts you want to focus on. So here's the deal. Your assignment for now is to make yourself feel as ridiculous as possible. Lean into ridiculous. Know what ridiculous feels like. It borders on embarrassment. But it's not honest embarrassment. It is us trying to hide from ourselves. You feel ridiculous because you're coming out of hiding to you. You're going to love ridiculous. It's going to take you to some pretty cool places. So that's it. When you feel ridiculous, recognize the feeling and allow it. Ask yourself, what are you trying to hold back from? What is it you're not speaking out about? What is it you're not letting yourself tell yourself what are you hiding from lean into ridiculous and let it teach you a little over a month ago on this cast i offered a one-time only class for overcoming overeating you know my work has been with widows over this past year but my weight coach podcast episodes were missed and my coaching was missed. I was hearing from you guys in email. Guess what? I missed it too because I'm so passionate about teaching others what I've learned about weight loss and the real reason we're overweight. When we start working on these things, it not only transforms your body and your weight, transforms your life. It's an awesome journey. So right now we are in week five of the class and it is so good. We are all seeing results, including me. I want to keep going with this. I know now that I cannot leave behind one passion for another. I'm passionate about the work I do with widows. I teach widows how to coach widows and I love those classes. My clients in those classes blow me away with the things they come up with for their life that they're going to create. But I'm also passionate about permanent weight loss and turning the diet industry upside down. So I'm going to do it again. I'm actually going to do it again twice over. <laughs> twice over. If you want in now, email me and let me know. I'll put together a class. We will get through the freaking holidays in grand style, I tell you. If you want to commit to this now for January 1st, 2018, email me and let me know. I want to look at enrolling for a stop overeating class. Um, I would love to do one right at the start of the new year because I know for a lot of you, that's like the clean slate. I know some of you may want to do it right now. Some of my best, best recommitments to what I'm doing happens for me in October. 
And then all of a sudden I go, oh my God, it's going to be Thanksgiving. It's going to be Christmas. Why am I doing this now? But you can go through those holidays and you can make exceptions, right? It works. So drop an email to joanne at joannethelifecoach.com, J-O-A-N-N, no E, joanne at joannethelifecoach.com. Drop an email either way. Let me know what you're interested in. You can put stop overeating class in the subject line and I'll email you back so we can set up a time to connect. Um, We'll jump on a phone call together and see if you're a fit for this. If you want in on one of these 12-week classes, either starting almost right away or starting again in January. Come on, we can do this. It's like going to be the best 12 weeks of your life. It's going to change everything you think you know about eating and dieting and so much more because this is the work of your life. I would love to get a couple more of these classes together. I'm doing it with you because I still have some pounds left to lose myself and we will hit it. Listen, hit subscribe on this podcast. That way you will automatically get new episodes as I do them. They'll just download for you. Also, click back into iTunes and leave me a review or maybe just a star rating. I know it takes extra effort because iTunes does not make it easy for you to leave a review. You have to search for the podcast again just like you're not subscribed. You can go into the search and just type in Joanne Philomena, my name, Philomena, Joanne Philomena, and it'll show you all three of my podcasts. You click on the podcast cover and you'll see where you can click on or tap on reviews. In there, you can click on stars. It'd be nice to have five stars. (laughs) And you can even leave a sentence or two about the podcast to review it. Just share in a sentence what you think about it or if it's helped you. It would be awesome to see your review in there. So that would be amazing. Thank you. And for this week, start noticing ridiculous if it comes up for you and own it. Okay? I'll talk to you all later. Have a great week.